Hi, my name is Erica Merced Teofrio, and this is My Life, Wildlife. I'm the administrative assistant to Marine Mammals Management. I started about three years ago there, and I'm enjoying my life there as it is. (laughs) I am a people helper. I love working for people, working with people, helping people out. I am one of those individuals that will hold a clipboard and watch this person be successful right in the front and know I helped with that. That's what I want to see. That's what makes me happy is to see other people successful because through their success, I'm successful. So that's how I view it. I was born in Fajardo, Puerto Rico, and about six months, my mom decided to migrate to New York City. Don't ask me why we always go there. We don't know. Um, But we migrated to New York City and started to live in the Bronx. Lived there for about till I was about in my 20s. And then I um, got married and moved to Florida. And then in Florida, I had my daughter. During that time, I started working as an administrative role in reception at a clinic. And then from the clinic, I went to be an admin assistant. And then I kind of stepped into that role and I continued on there. The military came along and I served with a purpose to help my son who is autistic. It was really hard when you're working and trying to pay for medical bills for a child with special needs. So I decided I was going to serve my country. And at the same time, I'll have the proper medical for my son. And I started my role in 2011. My son was about seven years old. We were still living in Florida, and I went into basic from there. And then I ended up going everywhere. (laughs) In my short amount of time that I was in the military, I went everywhere. And I enjoyed my prospective life as a 14 Tango, which is an MOS number identification for my position, which is an operation of missiles from ground to air, air defense artillery. So I basically had missiles on my rear end that I'm taking to a spot. I would place them on, you know, gather them and put them where they need to be, engage them so that they can be managed by another crew that's managing the radar. And then from there, that's where it goes. In that role, I realized that I still had my administrative background chasing after me because <laughs> I ended up being the NCOIC of the orderly room, which is human resources, the office, the one that makes the letters which helped me understand the dynamics of government letter writing, the proper spacing and all that stuff. Didn't realize that when I get into this position that we'll be reusing that technique. So it was blessing in disguise. (laughs) My first year were a lot of firsts. (laughs) I will say coming from different locations around the world, This was the first time where I finally settled my feet and bought a home and starting work and walking out the door absolutely happy. One, because I'm not waking up at 4.30 in the morning. And two, I'm walking to a future of maybe a good career in this world. And I sat there, I remember walking out and I looked at my husband and I said, is that what I think it is? And he looked and he was like, Wow. And it was the Aurora. That was beautiful. I, I cannot 
in words express how beautiful it was. It was breathtaking. You have to understand, I came from a huge city environment where if I look up in the sky, you have to identify if that's a star or a helicopter. We don't know. And it's so peppered and it's so bright. If you were to walk down in the city, you will never see it turned off. It is kind of like a city that doesn't sleep. So you come into this environment where you walk out and I can identify and I'm not I am not an astrology person. I am not able to identify who is who, but I saw the Little Dipper, not the big one, but the Little Dipper, and that blew my mind. It was so shocking, and it, it kind of put me back going, okay, this is the right place. I enjoy walking out and looking up in the sky. I left the military due to an injury, and then I ended up applying for a position up here at CH2M Hill as a human resources generalist, and I got the job. So I was able to move up here, and it was my final move from the military that they were going to pay for, so I was thankful for that. And then I got up here, unfortunately it was around 2015, where all the oil was going chaotic and there were layoffs left and right and I ended up being um, released in with the force. So I ended up with no job. So I decided I was going to go back to school and I happened to be working part time at the military assistance uh, office in the building of UAA. And I worked for Mr. Jackson and Mr. Jackson said, there's a position available. I'm going to put you in. I actually met with and interviewed with members of the Marine Mammals of the regional director's office, and they made me a job offer <laughs> as an administrative assistant with a shared position. And uh, it's been amazing. I, I never thought, and I tell myself, I pinch myself every once in a while, because I never thought that I would be in this kind of role where I can still help people and hold that clipboard in my hand and go, yeah, they're successful. I'm so happy for them. Because even though it's different in this world when it comes to progress, because I can see them successfully publishing things and continue growing in their roles with their EPOPs and all that stuff. It's, it's amazing for me and I love it. And kind of giving me a different perspective on how I enjoy being the support in the background. There's not a large community <laughs> of Puerto Ricanos here. And it was a shock for me. I kind of felt like the odd man left out here, you know, the redheaded stepchild, like what the, nobody really realized it until I pointed it out. Like I'm in a company of no one. There's not a soul. So whenever I go on base, I kind of feel more at heel because I'll see a Puerto Rican there, a Dominican there, you know, a Colombian, you know, I can see all the people. There is a huge population of others, and I will say I married my husband, who's someone, and when we went to the Walmart here for the very first time, I was laughing because he normally is the odd man out, right? He's the one that you would go to places and he, he ha can't see another someone for miles. And here, the moment we walked in, someone, 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 someone. <laughs> 
And I look at him and I go, guess what, honey? I'm now the minority. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, I don't see a Hispanic face anywhere. And he was, I was right. I did not encounter any Hispanics unless I go on base because there are soldiers there that are Hispanic that are based there. And there are not much Hispanic stores. There's a lot of Mexican stores and they have a lot of Mexican food. But if I'm looking for something Puerto Riqueño, like yuca, it's hard to find. Being raised in New York City gave me a different perspective of respect for races because that is a melting pot. You will not go around a corner and not find four different stores for four different cultures in there anywhere. Because of that, I have embraced this profound respect for those individuals because it is not easy to migrate from their country to here and then to be welcomed. And that was one of the few things, thank you, mom. She always instilled, you always welcome people. And we respect our elders. And it's always been that way. So when I hear an elder speaking, we stop. We talk, we don't talk. We just wait until they're done speaking. And that's something that I, I see culturally is different. There are three levels of listening. And the third level is just listen. Don't speak back. Just absorb what they're giving you. Because what they're giving you is a wealth of information, a wealth of education on how you observe. I was so green in marine mammals. I was so green. And I have to thank many of the members in marine mammals who were willing and very, very passionate about helping me understand the dynamics of each of these mammals. Like, for example, I didn't know polar bears had black skin. I didn't know that their hair is not actually white. It's hollow and it has no color. I had no idea that sea otters actually put their food on their belly to bang on it, or that walruses can grow to be really huge sizes, or that when they're very hot, their skin turns pink. So those are things that I had no idea about. When I first arrived in Alaska, now you have to remember I have a military background. so. We have been ingrained in our heads to acclimate as quickly as possible because you got to get on the ground running, right? So I still had that mentality when I got here, but it was beautiful. I came from New York City, concrete city, right? So here I am many, many years now into the other side of the world in this beautiful area where I walk out and I'll probably be greeted by a moose or drive down and it's just constant beauty. We first moved here, there was this moose, just somebody said, oh, that's the resident moose. I'm going, what? What do you mean resident moose? One day I opened up my curtain and I was face to face with the moose and I closed my curtain, turned around, and I said, there's a moose, there's a moose. Not shocked or feared or, oh, no, I opened it. And she was still there. She was eating, I guess I had grass under my window and she was just eating there and then she had a little calf. And it was kind of funny because she just kept eating, looking up and chewing and staring right at me. And I was in awe. 
I really find myself more wanting to stare at them and, and observe and just be at peace and not disrupt their environment, just see them naturally. It is the last frontier, of course, they always say that, but I, I find pride in knowing that I am working for a government that's trying to keep it at its purity, at its natural level, to continue the purpose of keeping Alaska alive. I absolutely love that perspective where we're kind of pulling back and giving back to Alaska and making sure that we keep it as natural and as beautiful as it is. This has been My Life Wildlife, a production of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, Alaska Region, Office of External Affairs. Producers Lisa Hupp and Chris Pacheco. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Race Car. Produced and story edited by Charlotte Moore Lambert. Audio editing, sound design, and original music by Garrett Tiedemann. Production manager, Gabriella Montekin. Artwork by Michelle Lawson. In Alaska, the employees of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service are shared stewards of world-renowned natural resources and our nation's last true wild places. The lands and waters of this place we call home nourish a vast and unique array of fish, wildlife, and people. Our hope is that each generation has the opportunity to live with, live from, discover, and enjoy the wildness of this awe-inspiring land and the people who love and depend on it.